Welcome to Sleepless in St. Canard with Nostalgia Places Run Cycles. I'm Kitty. And I'm Ange. And we haven't slept in 30 years. This is a podcast about the 90s Disney cartoon Darkwing Duck. And today we continue down the river of slime that is the final arc of the Boom Studios comics Dangerous Currency. I'm laying in a puddle of anticipation and sinking into the carpet into the upside down to see what could possibly happen next. Help me understand it, Ange. Or at the very least, try to help me understand where we're going on this magical journey together. I really love how you carried over everything we discussed in the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I finally get some Fenton and he's in it for five seconds. He'll be back for a little bit. I'm sure, I'm sure. But what we do have, so we were on, last issue was DuckTales number five. We are now on Darkwing Duck number 17, which is just called Dangerous Currency Part 2. The first cover is Darkwing surrounded by Beagle Boys, and you will be happy to hear that Ma Beagle is also present. Although I can't, Excellent. I don't think she's in the comic at all. I can't remember. The, the, all, the covers always lie. They do. They really do. See, she should have been included in that all-girl, what is it, the Eve? League of Evil? Yeah, actually, Eve. she would have been, especially if it was the Margot Martindale edition of Mod Beagle. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I loved her. All versions of Mod Beagle are valid. It's I appreciate true. them all. Uh, yes. And then the, the second cover I really like, do you remember the, it was like an 80s movie, Adventures in Babysitting? Yes. It's a parody of that with Launchpad crawling up a wall and all the kids, Honker, Gauze, Triplets, Webby, are clinging to him in that similar pose. Nice. And I think it's drawn, let me double check the, yeah, it's Sabrina Albergetti drew that cover. Oh, okay. Nice. I always recognize her style. Like, it's a very, it's not, I don't know. It's just, it looks like similar to the cartoon, but it has like a flair to it that I can always be like, oh, that's Sabrina's artwork. (laughs) Her personal style. Oh, and her name is literally signed on the side of the wall that they are climbing. So Don't worry about (laughs) it. You got this. All right. So. Oh, I see the story. James Silvani has actually been credited. In, I could swear he wasn't in the first part, but part two, it says story by Warren Spector, Ian Brill, and James Silvani, and written by Ian Brill. So I guess story just means the overall story elements, not the writing. Like the brainstorming. Yeah. It doesn't look like they have a last week in, but... As you recall and mentioned slightly, the city has turned into the Upside Down and they had Megavolt and the Beagle Boys steal the gizmo suit and then they jumped out of a wall and flew away (laughs) into the distance. But they didn't have to climb up the tower. They were just standing in the air. Yes. And 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 Megavolt joined Devo real quick and got dirty. He channeled Christina Aguilera. Uh, oh and and then he left them a riddle about going to where the real power is which is not Mm. a power plant he's clearly Mm. talking about quackworks for some reason and then don't let it touch you 
don't let it touch you. General words of wisdom. So we start off with our gang all still in Darkwing Tower with the wall blown out. And they are staring out into the city, which is all warped and twisted and all the buildings have angry faces. And Scrooge is saying, explosions, barbarism, thievery. Is this what this city is like all the time? And Darkwing says, hey, that's my city you're talking about. But also, yes. Yes. Also, Scrooge, you live like right across the bridge. I'm pretty sure if he looked at the window from the money bin, he could probably see St. Canard. So I don't know how he's never been here before. And also the ratio of villains that just broke into the tower and stole stuff was primarily Scrooge's bads. So let's not throw date like too much blame around here, Scroogey, because there was five Beagle Boys that then became one. Uh, so mm-hmm. check yourself before you <laughs> Beagle Boy yourself. I don't know. There's a bit of forced characterization in this. And I get the impression that they were, from the get-go, trying to create a tension between Scrooge and Darkwing, where Scrooge clearly does not respect Darkwing, and he's being very judgmental. But it doesn't feel natural. It just feels like it's there for, I don't know, the sake of it, if that makes Mm. sense. Okay. So Scrooge starts yelling in Darkwing's face, Take a look around, man! It's not your city anymore. For all we know, we're the only ones who haven't been affected by this slimy substance. Whatever it is, it's time for a plan. The Quackworks building is apparently the heart of this. Megavolt mentioned Magica. That's probably where she is. Did he mention Magica? Out loud? I don't recall. Neither do I. I feel like if he did, it was very vague yeah he was talking into his own head (laughs) it's true he he told her to tell the beagle boys to cover their eyes that's all i remember yeah i i feel like he didn't say anything out loud oh well scrooge is a telepath but Mm. scrooge says this whole thing stinks of her so darkwing gyro and i are going to infiltrate the quackworks building somehow Honker, you know the most about this stuff, lad. I want you and our junior woodchucks here to investigate with Launchpad as protection. What? (laughs) I'm sorry. No. (laughs) This this is not Scrooge. This is a a Scrooge impersonator or a doppelganger. I was going to say, yeah, because Launchpad was the guy who crashes the plane all the time and gets everyone nearly killed. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's going to be a few. I can't remember if it's I think it's the next issue where there's more inconsistencies where it's like, ah, I see the person writing this does not actually know the series very well. So Darkwing says, slow down there, Scrooge. You might break a hip since this is my turf. How about we go with my plan? And Scrooge says, all right, what is it? And Darkwing says, "Uh, it's basically that. But I know how we're going to infiltrate Quackworks. And he's looking all sly, like, I've got a plan. <laughs> That's my, apparently my Darkwing voice. It's beautiful. Never change it. 
we'll, uh, uh, I won't I won't stay to that promise because <laughs> <laughs> so we get a shot of the inside of the quackworks building which is all Halloween townified I see a few Easter eggs I see what's his face oogie boogie is that his name okay yep I'm, it's like a what do you call it? it's like a table with a table legs but he's like a face on the legs I don't know uh, I see a poisoned apple and a raven and some clocks in the background and then Darkwing smashes through the window with Scrooge he swings in on a rope and Scrooge says that was your plan to infiltrate Quackworks if you call this infiltration, I'd hate to see what you call breaking and entering. <laughs> <laughs> and Darkwing says, hey, you can't argue with results. Look here. <laughs> and there's a box sitting on the table that just says secret plans on top of it. Scrooge is the one that says, you're not the least bit suspicious of this. And Darkwing says, you know how these companies are. After a big makeover, they always have stuff lying around. And Darkwing opens the box. And what's in there, Kitty? What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, let's see. It's going to be a picture of Mega Launchpad blowing you a kiss fortunately it's something more tolerable than that okay <laughs> <laughs> it's the quackerjack doll oh get the fuck out of here <laughs> you're just like i'm up i'm leaving oh, now <laughs> okay go ahead he says it's quackerjack a villain of mine that turned himself into a toy a while ago Wait, how does Darkwing know that? He he wasn't there when Quackerjack... Well, Rick Claire was just like, sent him a real follow-up text like, FYI, just showed up on my doorstep, lol, bye. He looks different. He's got little buttons for eyes, kind of like the other mother in Coraline. Just because. And Scrooge says, oh good, I was worried when something weird didn't happen for a couple of seconds. He's just over this. Suddenly, the ceiling splatters and there's slime dripping through the ceiling. And Gyro is suddenly there, even though we never saw him enter or swing. <laughs> <laughs> they just carried on and while he was just desperately trying to like climb into the window behind them. Yes, and he says, the slime! And Darkwing says, we're sure it's slime now, not ink or anything else. And Scrooge says... Uh, it doesn't matter. Just get cover. And they crawl under the table. And the Quackerjack doll has been left on the table. And it gets ink on it. They poke their heads out from under the table. And Quackerjack is now alive again. But he's like a toy in the box. So he pops out. And his bottom half is a spring. And the box has tank treads. I guess so it can... Okay. Roll around, and Mr. Banana Brain is piloting it. So he's big? Yes, he's he's Quacker Jack sized. I should have okay. clarified that part. Well, no, because it doesn't make any sense anyway. <laughs> I was just asking for my own sake. Okay, so he is now a Quacker Jack in the box. Yes, and he says, playtime's going to be a little rougher now. <laughs> and Darkwing says, don't worry, chums, because that's 
what Darkwing sounds like when he talks. <laughs> I'm not scared by a cheap change in wardrobe. Quackerjack says, all new me, same old Darkwing. Well, here's something that should scare you. You know what Megavolt can do now? Liquidator here's been running hot and cold for a while. And I guess for some reason, Megavolt and Liquidator have just appeared. <laughs> They're next to him now. There's no explanation. Oh, okay. They showed up like a gyro. They just climbed in through yes. the window when no one was looking. Yes. Uh, Megavolt is still in the, what did you call it, outfit? Oh, Devo. Yeah, he, Devo outfit. He's still Devo Vault. And Liquidator is Liquidator, except he's got two giant water cannons for arms. Oh, so he's super soaker, Liquidator. Yeah, and they're one's labeled hot and the other's labeled cold. As, okay, as I don't, I don't think he really needed to know. I feel like he probably <laughs> knows which one is which, but that's fine. Okay. Yes, yes. So Darkwing pulls out his gas gun and says, Do your worst. This is the fight I've been waiting for. One you'll lose. <laughs> I'd say, uh, no, not really. <laughs> and then it switches over to Launchpad and the kids. And they are in the streets of St. Canard. Launchpad says, stay close, kids. I know we've all been in dangerous situations, but, well, you all saw what happened to Fenton. And... Red One says, yeah, but we're going to find him, too. Which, I'm glad someone's thinking of Fenton. <laughs> <laughs> Won't the children think of Fenton? <sighs> Honker pulls out, I don't even know what, it's a, like a, a, looks like a dowsing rod, but a sci-fi version. And uh. Webby says, what's that you have there, Honker? Honker says, it's something that will lead us directly to where the dark substance is coming from, I hope. Just needs one more thing. And then there's a bunch of garbage on the ground for some reason. He says, there it is. An old cell phone will have the satellite connection. I need to make this. Sat cell phone satellite. Convenient. Okay. You know, just because. Mm -hmm. So he... Uh, he plugs in the cell phone into this dowsing rod and everyone cheers and says, Honker rules. And Webby says, so impressive. Green one says, brilliant. And Launchpad says, not bad, squirt. And Goslin says, Honker rules. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's just like, I don't understand why it was like, okay, I need a piece of a cell phone. I was just like, I just need a sample of that slime stuff. And then he could just like dip it in there. And then they would like cartoon logic applies only sometimes in this series. It seems like. Mm -hmm. And Honker says it's the world's first ultra high tech, 100% accurate downing rod. Is it supposed to be dowsing? Is it dowsing or downing? It, it is dowsing. But maybe they were going with, like, boost down? Like a pun? I, I don't know. It's not clear enough to, no. to tell me if they really just don't know what a dowsing rod is called. Oh, and someone off screen says, stop right there. And the red one says, who said that? And it looks like a 
streetlight has come alive. And he says, I did. Fred the lamppost. I just became sentient a few hours ago, and there's nothing you can do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot that everyone was tripping acid. <laughs> sorry, it's just... That was an important thing that happened in the last ep- uh, issue. Sorry, it's just, I can't get over the fact that a light just comes alive, and he's like, yeah, and this is my name, and there's nothing yeah. you can do oh, about it. <laughs> Make my day with your appendages. Oh, they have literally every villain in both shows at their disposal, and they said, "Yeah, but what about a lamppost comes after him?" Fred, Fred lamp. Sure, Fred. Okay. Oh God. And he says, "I could just feel James Ravani being like, sure, I'll draw it. Whatever, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, Fred, here he is. Here he is. He's got arms and angry teeth." And he's telling them that there's nothing they can do to change him back. And Launchpad says, we don't want any trouble. Maybe we can work out a deal where you're out and about when it's daytime. I'm not sure how that works in the favor of the lamppost. And then Goslin says, eat rock, bulb face. No one messes with my friends. And she throws a rock at the lamp and smashes the light bulb in its mouth and it says my light i can't breathe oh my god where's the thing about when you need him <laughs> oh oh and here comes one of my least favorite lines well first fred says i oh, think it's all been gold from up here like up until this moment <laughs> well a good run the lamp clarifies i think i'm still not totally sure how i work yet but then I really hate this line. It gives me hives. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to just... How, I just... Uh, I read it every single time and it gives me hives. So the red one is looking at Goslin all amazed. And he says, wow, never seen a girl do something like that before. I dot 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 liked it. And then Goslin says, get used to it, Red. So apparently Goslin, much like me, is just calling them by their colors. I mean, it's 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 easier. I just okay. I just sorry, I just hate that line. I've never seen a girl do that and I liked it. Like, please stop. <laughs> he broke Fred's bulbs and I liked it. <sighs> it's it's like Goslin is not like the other girls, so clearly the triplets like her. Well, they do have a hive mind, so they're all probably yeah, you know, like 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 like. We're back to Gyro, Scrooge, and Darkwing, and I don't even know where they are now. They appear to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're outside the building, but the building is like a giant beanstalk or a plant or something. And Scrooge, oh. Scrooge is yelling about it. So okay, Scrooge says. When you've seen as much as I have, lad, you'll know this. Picking your battles is more important than proving yourself. Speaking of which, if Magica prefers living in Mount Vesuvius, then she's probably enjoying a penthouse office here. It's too dangerous inside. We have to scale the building. And Darkwing decides that this is a competition and starts racing up the building and says, I'll get there faster than you, old man. And then he realizes... The building is a giant plant, and it's 
piranha plants, kind of, for Mario. And they all start attacking them. And Bushroot emerges. And he looks horrible. Or... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna... He seems some shit. I just... I don't know. Let me... I have to send you a picture. He's he's got like extra bushy eyebrows and he's having an extra oh, no. bad hair day and he's got tentacle arms. Oh no. It's just a lot is going on here all at once, so show that. So oh. Take it in, kitty. Bushroot and his blue eyes that aren't purple. Um Yeah, I don't like it. What yeah. Is happening? Ha ha ha. You can't escape us, Darkwing. We're too powerful now. And then Gyro, I guess, gets attacked by the plants. And so does Scrooge. Oh, in this little panel you sent me, though, there's a little dude hanging out in one of the piranha plants' mouths. Oh, is that little? That's little bulb. It's little bulb. Little bulb. No! He's about to become Vord bulb. Oh. Making Bushroot the most evil of all villains. Darkwing whips out his gas gun and says, Suck gas, evildoer. And he hits Bushroot right between the eyes. And Bushroot, I guess, releases his grip upon them because the plants have stopped attacking. And Darkwing says, Pick your battles. I guess I know a thing or two about it. And Scrooge is just not impressed at all. But time out real quick, though. So he, we are led to believe that in the course of one conversation with Launchpad and the children, that Darkwing has beaten Megavolt, Liquidator, and and Tank Quackerjack. They actually, huh? Now that you mention it, they never continued that. It they started the battle, and then the next time we see them, they're outside the building. There was no follow up to that. Now that you mention it. There's no point to it. Yeah, like, I'm looking at it, like, did we miss a page? But no, it starts with, it literally is just Liquidator, Quackajack, and Megavolt getting ready to attack, and then it switches to the kids and Launchpad, and then when it goes back to Darkwing, Scrooge, and Gyro, there's no mention of Liquidator, Megavolt, or Quackerjack, and they are now outside the building, climbing it. Almost like this story may have gotten rearranged in places. <laughs> yes. And it may have been hacked to bits. Mm-hmm. We're back to the kids in Launchpad. They appear to be underground in a cave now. I guess Honker's dowsing rod, downing rod brought them there. And he says, I don't think anyone's been this far down below St. Canard. To which I say, that is a lie. There was the episode That Sinking Feeling, where they went underground and fought Moliarty. Boom. But yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Also, maybe it's, maybe it's called a downing rod because it just leads them down. That is possible. But it's not super clear, so... I will tell you now. Okay. Green one says, yeah, it doesn't feel right if you don't explore a secret underground cave at least once a month. And Launchpad says, yipes, I think we found it. And they come upon, we come upon the scene back at the beginning of the first issue where Magicka and Phantom Blot were underground and there was these two metal pipes underground and there's a machine hooked up to them and they were doing something there. So... This is where they have been led by Honker's Downing Rod. 
And Honker says, this is where it's all coming from. Goslin says, but wait a minute, how long has it been here in the first place? And then Hivemind triplets say, we can't get it on us. We've seen plenty of reasons why, but we still need to research the stuff. How do we get a sample without risking our necks? And Goslin, the cool, not like the other girls, says, come on. Are you guys really worried about risk? I've heard stories about you three. And they're like, you have? We were just about to think of something. Yeah, we could practically write the book on this stuff now. And Launchpad, the responsible person that he is, that Scrooge left in charge of the kids, stands back and watches as the children <laughs> create a human chain of themselves and then dangle themselves off a cliff over the ink goopy stuff so that they can collect a sample. It's just, just I don't know, I just find that really funny. Uh, and Goslin and Webby stand back and don't do anything. And Webby says, why aren't you joining them? You seem to like getting your hands dirty. Goslin says, I volunteered, but they said they were good on their own. I think they're just trying to look cool. And Webby says, yeah, trying. Womp womp. Burn. And then Launchpad, <laughs> meanwhile, has his back turned to all of this and is having an existential crisis with some thought bubbles that says, there you go. My two best friends get a real meeting and they hate each other. It hasn't been easy balancing my life with them. Now, what if they never want to see each other again? What if I have to choose? Which is an interesting line of thought that has absolutely nothing to do with what's happening in his surroundings mm -hmm. at the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, hasn't he already chosen? Yeah, technically he chose Darkwing like ages ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand why you'd have to choose. Literally, it's like Duckburg is probably like a 20 minute jog, not even, <laughs> probably less than that. Like, yeah. I don't think there's any reason why. I'd understand if like one of the locations was on the other side of the country or an opposite dimension, but even then, he is a pilot. He can fly a plane. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just a quick plane crash away. Yeah, exactly. But they're interrupted by what seems to be a cave-in. And then we're back to Darkwing, Grooge, and Gyro, who are climbing inside the building again. And it looks like they're back in Darkwing's old office where he used to work when he was in Quackworks. Mm -hmm. And he says, this is the most boring place on Earth. This is my old office at Quackworks. I gave up being Darkwing and became another corporate drone. Seems so long ago now. I wanted to protect Goslin. I thought she'd get a normal life this way. Believe me, it was a mistake. Oh, and he said that because Scrooge asked him why he did that, but the speech bubbles were kind of positioned in a way that my eyes were drawn to Darkwing's dialogue first. Mm. Anyways, Scrooge says... I don't know, sitting down and earning an honest dollar all to provide a good life for a loved one? It might be the first smart thing I've heard you say. Scrooge? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because Scrooge has always been an advocate for pencil pushing. <sighs> we hear somebody yell off screen, help! And who is it, Kitty? Who is it? Um, It's going to be a 
Scruffy the janitor. It's Gizmo Duck. Gizmo Duck. And he's chained to a wall in his gizmo suit. Let's get dirty. Which, again, I don't really understand how he got to the top of the Quackworks building because he got sucked so into the ground. So it, is it literally Fenton? It's Fenton in the gizmo duck suit? Yeah. So he got sucked into the carpet and appeared in a... So they brought the gizmo duck suit here to put it on Fenton? It. I don't know. I actually have no idea. Well, I guess that could have been something Megavolt said before his untimely demise, question mark? Because we don't know what happened uh, downstairs. Okay, but uh, Gizmoduck, he's chained up to a wall in the office. And he's, and... he's screaming for help, but help. the building starts to shake. And Scrooge says, Darkwing, did the walls in this office, uh, did they grow often when you worked here? And Darkwing says, the paperwork grew, but the walls stayed the same. And suddenly, out from the floor rises a giant, I don't even know what you call it, like a hydraulic platform, just crashes through the floor, which I feel like, the building would probably collapse, but okay. And standing on it is all of the villains that we have seen so far. We've got the five-headed Beagle Boys. We've got the League of Evil. We've got Quackerjack, Bushroot, Liquidator, Megavolt. And I feel like, oh yeah, right. And Phantom Blot and Magicka. They're all just here suddenly. Okay. And uh, Darkwing says, uh, do we have an audience tonight? And the Phantom Blot says, Indeed you do, Darkwing. I always enjoy seeing my own work. Watch out, it's going to get sticky in here. <laughs> okay, so Scrooge says, The Phantom Blot, you won't impress me with cheap tricks. This is a perfect example. Why try to soak us in this when there is plenty for us to climb onto? And I guess they've jumped. I guess the floor has begun to flood with the ink and they've jumped up onto some floating desks. And Gyro says, hey. well, we can get to safety, but what about? And then they look over at Gizmoduck, who's still chained to the wall and the ink is consuming him now. This poor guy is just having hey, seriously, a... Seriously, <laughs> can't get a break uh, he turns into oh. a giant, massive, angry Fenton, I don't know, gizmo duck. He's got sharp fangs. He's got a chainsaw and an axe and a cannon and all these other weapons coming out of his gizmo suit. And he is massive. And Scrooge says, oh, Fenton. I guess sometimes this ink makes you grow really big for some reason. I don't know. Just bring in Gizmoduck to make him evil immediately. Cool, cool, cool. He's just—he's having a like. How does how does it work though? Like, it just automatically turns anybody that it touches evil. I think the implication is that for the bad guys, they get stronger. So all the people we've seen so far, they all got a level up, and the people who aren't bad are becoming corrupted. Okay. So they're dodging uh, all of Gizmoduck's stuff, his weapons, and Gyro falls off the desk, but Darkwing catches him with his grappling hook. Meanwhile, Scrooge is on the phone, and he says, Agent 44, 
Good. Put in motion Operation Motherload. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, he mentioned Agent 44 B4. That was how the last issue ended, I think. Yeah, you're correct. We okay. will we'll find out who that is eventually. Um, and so you will excited. you will not be impressed anyways. Going to be the friggin' fox girl probably. <laughs> So Gizmoduck is attacking them still, and all the villains are just standing around and watching this and not doing anything. Are they eating popcorn at least? No, they're just standing there. What? But uh, Liquidator is smart, and he says, What's the big idea, Blot? We're new and improved. Why aren't we showing our moxie down there? And Blot says... I know you're excited that you can market a Liquidator Wave 2 action figure now, but that's not the point. The point is to see how powerful this substance really is. We'll see if it truly turns friends into foes. So, I guess that kind of I mean, it. you already have that answer. Gizmoduck is attacking his friends. Yeah, the, the logic in this is... Also, I do like wave to action figure that was whether or not that was intentional i want to think it was i think it I was that. i suspect it I was a, it was definitely a reference uh, to, to the canceled action figures well i mean wave as in like he's the liquidator wave wave two fearsome four are talking amongst each other one of them says, so he's using other people's power, but is just in it for himself. Sound like anyone else you know? And then another one of them, because I can't even tell who's talking. The bubbles aren't very clear. What's the blot doing in St. Canard anyways? And then we pan over to the League of Evil. <laughs> These lines, I swear to God. <laughs> Ammonia Pine says... The men are already snipping at each other. And Camille says, at this point, it's expected. <laughs> and Magica says, just wait, sisters. Just wait. <laughs> Uh-oh, sisters. <laughs> Uh-oh, sisters. <sighs> Gonna be boys against girls pretty soon. I like the dialogue for them is just so... It's so robotic. It's it's like, did a human write this? The men are already snipping at each other. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Have patience, sisters. <laughs> Uh-oh, sisters. So Darkwing is uh, swinging around atop the giant gizmo duck, and he says, time to take this problem head on. And he points his gas gun at Gizmoduck's head. He's standing on his giant shoulders. And he says, Gizmoduck, Fenton, if you're still in there. And then Gizmoduck grabs him and starts choking him. And Darkwing says, I just wanted to say I liked you. I may not have shown it, but that might be because, wow, you seem to have it all, yet always acted so humbly. Maybe I hated that attitude because I wish I had a little bit of it. Is he saying this all while he's being choked to death? Yes. Interesting. Okay. And uh, Gizmoduck pulls him up so they're eye to eye. 
And Darkwing says, I guess I have to do this. Just, I wish we could switch places. You'd probably think of something better. And then I guess some debris from uh, above, maybe the floor broke, falls and hits Gizmoduck over the head. And who is it in the debris sitting on a couch in front of the TV? It's none other than Mama Crackshell. Uh, Mama? Mama. Just fell out of the ceiling? Yeah. The Blackworks building? <laughs> okay. And she's, she's sitting there watching TV and she says, what's going on here? I was just in my trailer watching my stories. Now I've been dropped 10 stories. And Gyro's like, uh, where did she come from? And Scrooge says, I had a special friend airlift her here. Mrs. Crackshell, that's Fenton down there. And here we get to infraction number two. Mama Crackshell looks at Gizmo Duck and she says, Fenton, that's you in there? Stop this foolishness this instant. One, you're filthy. Two, you're going to poke someone's eye out with all this stuff. And she basically starts yelling at him and, I don't know, mother stuff. And Gizmo Duck starts to shrink back to his normal size and he says I'm sorry and Mama says so that was you gallivanting around in this tin can and he says yes Mama don't be mad so we just airdropped in Mama Crackshell to take Fenton down a few pegs and apparently she doesn't know he's Gizmo Duck, even though in the entire series she not only knew he was Gizmo Duck, she wore the suit at one point. She like I'm pretty sure she made him a, a Gizmo suit out of like garbage cans and stuff when she when it was broken or something. I'm pretty sure she used the suit as a can opener at one point too. Yeah, she definitely did. <sighs> so she's just oh, sitting Mama. Uh, she's just chastising him. And uh, I think this is supposed to be a double page spread, but on my PDF, it doesn't look like that. So Megavolt says to Phantom Blot, Yes, your weapon didn't have enough juice compared to Ma Bell down there. Uh, all the villains are looking down at everybody. And Phantom Blot says, Enough. I know you want your hands on the suit. Why don't you and your friends go get it? And Magicka says, Good to see the brains use the brawn as long as everyone knows their place. Gosh, Magica, that's rude. And we see all the men characters, Beagle Boys, Fearsome Four, jump down to attack Gizmo Duck, Gyro, Darkwing, and Scrooge. So Fenton is, is fully cured now? Yes, He's apparently he, he just needed also the magic of Mama to yell at him. He needed the magic of maternal scolding. Um, so uh, they had the suit. They stole the suit. Yes. And he's like, I know you want that suit. Go on down there. Y'all had it already. Why did you put it on the man? I'm assuming, like, do we ever know why they had Fenton? No. To begin with? I have no idea. Because if they didn't know he was Gizmoduck, what's the point? Of even, you're thinking too hard on this. There's no logic. I know. <sighs> okay. So, uh, Gizmo Duck attacks back at the boys. The boys are attacking, and he says, 
You see, the mild-mannered bean counter you know has a very different side to him. This bean counter can zip, zap, and pow with the best of them. Well, that was until lately. Even I'm not quite sure what happened. We may find out soon. Which is Did a weird... literally say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is it's just such an odd way to talk. It sounds like he's talking to the audience, but he's not. He's just talking out loud. And then he says, but now, rest assured, Gizmoduck is back! And then it looks like he jumps out the building window with everybody in tow. So he's got Scrooge, Darkwing, Gyro, and Mama Crackshell, who's just like sitting there looking like really angry and basically does not want to be here. Could I even fight the villains? No, they just jump out a window and run. Ugh. So they fall out the window, uh, and then they proceed to fall and plummet to their death. They all hit the ground. Gizmoduck says, uh, sorry about that, still getting my barons back. And Darkwing says, no problem, thanks Gizmoduck. Seriously, thanks. Very not Darkwing-ish. Is it sarcastic? Uh, I don't think so. So they, they literally smush into the ground? Like, do they leave holes in the ground? Gizmoduck does. The others just have stars around their head and they're all dazed and Gizmoduck well, or not Gizmoduck. holding them. Yeah, and Gyro appears to be in a garbage can. <laughs> where he belongs. <laughs> no, where he doesn't belong. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, deserve that. Like, what is even the point of him being there? I don't know. Like, this is one of those. So my big issue when I first read this is that it brings in a whole bunch of characters and they all just stand around to react or just be there mm -hmm. just for the sake of being there. I think to make it a crossover. It's like they're ticking off the box of all the things they want to make it a crossover. And then off screen, we hear someone shout, Gangway! It got him! It got the kids! And we see Launchpad running towards Scrooge and the gang. And it looks like the triplets and Honker have all transformed into horrible, monstrous creatures. The blue one is the whale Monstro, is it, I think, from Pinocchio? Pinocchio? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other two triplets appear to be... Is he just like a whale laying on the ground with a hat on? <laughs> no, but I wish. He has arms. He has arms, but okay. he is a whale. Uh, so he looks more like a spongebob character yes uh okay. the red one is chernabog i think from fantasia. fantasia and green one is the dragon like maleficent and i don't even know what the hell honker is supposed to be he just looks horrifying he's got like a bowl cut he's got bright red hair for some reason did he always have bright red hair no he did not honker yeah Hunker has never had red hair. Well, he does know. now. I think it's probably a He's character. A blondie boy. Yeah, oh. show me. It might be the friendly giant. Hang on. I'm going to show you this. As well. Oh, um, like from Jack, Mickey and the Beanstalk, like Jack the Giant Killer? It might be. It's it's definitely a reference that isn't clear to me, but you might Time get it. Time has a bowl cut, so that's probably. Uh, yeah, that is what he Looks uh, about right. God, like, my, like, why is Dewey so horrifying? 
And the girls uh, when, have been captured. Oh, yeah, like King Kong style. They're all still wearing their hats, though. Yes, I, I can appreciate that at least, but it just, I can't get over. So this has happened, I think, three times in this issue where it switches back and forth and we don't see what happened off screen. So the last time we saw them, they were dangling over the ink, trying to collect a sample, and now they're monsters. Is Gizmoduck still in the ground? He's uh, down below, just watching with the rest of them. Well, because, no, because he is super short. Huh. Yeah, I, I think he's just off model. Okay. And that is the last page. Oh, so this is the end. This is... It says here, yes. Found in DuckTales number six. Just when it looked like oh. it couldn't get worse for our heroes, the adventure comes to Duckburg in the third chapter of the story, found in DuckTales number six, then come back for Darkwing Duck number 18 and read the earth-shattering, jaw-dropping, gobsmacking, heart-skipping, eye-popping, and story-ending conclusion to Dangerous Currency. Not the words I would use. But okay. <laughs> okay. So they're going to take this whole show back over to Duckburg just to be in the DuckTales comic? I don't know if they meant that literally or if they meant just... In the DuckTales comic? Yeah. I forget, honestly. Things just happen to the characters. It says the adventure comes to Duckburg in the third chapter of this story. We'll just have to wait and see. I guess so. Oh, brother. The more I look at Dewey with the beak around his He's giant horrible. whale. <laughs> oh my god, yes, yes, the fly. <laughs> oh. Just on the orange lips. It's like the more you look at it, the worse it gets. <sighs> Everybody else is relatively okay. He's just all types of nope. <sighs> well, at least we've got Gizmo Duck back. I suppose so. But at what cost? At what cost? And what is he going to get up to? It's like, nobody seems to be fighting anybody. So. It's like every time the villains go to fight them, they run away and then they all. And they jump out a window. <laughs> or the villains jump out a window. There's a lot of defenestration in this. <laughs> Comic series. <laughs> oh, there really is. Well, that is it for part two. And uh, are are you getting the idea of why I'm not particularly fond of dangerous yes. currency? Yeah. Like I I'm yeah. even like I'm trying to find the upside, like positive things to say, and I just can't find anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The characters all just, none of them sound like themselves. I feel like you could swap out any one of those characters for any other character and you would not know. Because it's just, aside from maybe Darkwing and Scrooge, it's all very generic phrases. Like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't like it back then. I still don't like it now. Stay tuned for next week! <laughs> for for Angie's continual suffering... And me staring perplexedly at, at solitary images. So, they... I'm sorry, I, I know there's no real answer. So, the reason why Gyro is here is because they needed somebody to explain that he had resynced the Bluetooth on the gizmo suit. Uh, 
I think you mean initially. You mean like yes. a last issue? Yeah, I think that was it. Where they're like, he's like, I can't believe you tore me away from inventing cold toast. And that was it. Like, that was the only thing that he was there for. Yep. And now he's just getting batted around by piranha plants. Yep. Monstrous children. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. Like, uh, I don't understand like, why. I don't understand why any of this happens. Why is this happening, Ange? <laughs> Will we find that out next issue? Um, I think, I, I honestly, like, I feel like I keep wiping this story from my memory every single time. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't so even tell you. Go. I remember key parts of it, but I feel like a lot of the, the characters that appear, there's no explanation, and they will appear and disappear at certain points and just suddenly be gone or just back in the scene and we'll never know why. And well, Mama crack shell through the ceiling. No, no reason. And you know what? Her son leaves through the floor. She comes in through the ceiling. And I mean, we better just do the same, I feel like now, because there's no, there's no help in this. There's no wrapping my brain around it. So we may as well just end this episode with me scratching my head and looking at horrible images of whale children and uh, let you know that crime doesn't sleep and after seeing these images neither will I <laughs> oh, see you next time see you next crime <laughs> <laughs>